Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, lots of stuff there. In fact, the feature of the, the site, main feature of the site, is that you can go and submit show prep suggestions to Free Talk Live, and other listeners then vote up or vote down on what your suggestion was, and the most popular ones make it to the front page of our website. So see that for yourself and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. You know, Mark, over the the, uh, the years on this program, there have been a few, I think, uh, key issues that Free Talk Live has really been pretty heavy on in general as far as what we cover, and one of those is the war on drugs. It's, uh, it's a personal pet issue of mine. Not just because I've uh, smoked a lot of marijuana in my life, but uh, because I've known people who have paid the price uh, for their recreations, people who have gone to jail, people who have been busted. And of course, uh, for all the people I don't know out there, there are hundreds of thousands of them every single year that get arrested, uh, get put in a jail cell, get slapped with misdemeanors and felonies and lose their jobs. And, you know, if they, once they finally get out of jail, good luck getting another job. Just families torn apart, police raids, people being shot unnecessarily, uh, putting – there was a story recently out of Tallahassee where a young lady was uh, essentially pressured into being an undercover operative for the police after she'd been busted with marijuana. She ended up getting killed in the undercover operation. Just so many – Thank God no cop got killed in that. So many wasted lives. So many people having their lives torn apart by this madness – and there's one man in particular who has been the most wanted of the people that are out there. I mean, over, over 1.5 million people are arrested for drug so-called crimes in the United States every single year. Uh, over half of those 1.5 million are for marijuana, cannabis uh, arrests. And there's one man who is uh, known as the Prince of Pot that has been the target of the United States federal government. He's been their number one most wanted for a long time because he been living in canada he lived his whole life in canada i think from what i understand yeah they're really not out of the frame crazy about marijuana in canada the way they are here in the united states so from what i understand it's getting worse in canada now uh, sure but you know worse doesn't doesn't get to this level of bad for a while right so uh so they finally got him and they charged him with some nonsense the prince of pot didn't actually deal pot ship pot transport pot or anything like that well he sold seeds the man sold seeds right and he published on top of that he's not the only seed seller out there there are lots of people that are selling seeds over the internet and that kind of thing uh from various different places so that's not what made him special what made him special was that he took the proceeds from his sales and reinvested it into the marijuana decriminalization movement he he basically took his profits and poured it back into uh, to legalizing pot as in whatever way he could. In, in, in the mission yeah, absolutely. So, you know, he put his money where his mouth was, so to speak. He wasn't just out buying flashy cars and nice houses with his proceeds. In fact, he doesn't have much to show for it these days because he literally gave away million, millions of dollars over the years, which made him far more dangerous than the average seed dealer. Because the average seed dealer or pot dealer, whoever, uh, is is just, they're in it for the business end of it. They want to make some money and, and whatever. That's the fine. You know, that's a fine motivation and everything. But Mark, uh, Mark Emery is who I'm talking about from Cannabis Culture. He started his own magazine, Cannabis Culture Magazine. It's now CannabisCulture.com. We had his wife, Jody on the air with us uh, just a few weeks ago to give us an update on his case as he'd been extradited from Canada 
to the United States in order to uh, face a, uh, face charges, and inevitably they uh, he took a plea bargain because they were frightening him with something like twenty years in in prison. Yeah, that's how they do it. And they, so, they don't actually want justice. They don't take these things to court. They just come with as many charges as they possibly can. They pile them up. They threaten you with 150 years to take a plea bargain. Yeah. Plea bargains, uh, <laughs> if there actually was a victim, and there are no victims in this circumstance, except society as a whole is what they'll tell you. Uh, but if there was a victim, victims are are, are um, victimized by this uh, system of plea bargaining. The criminals, if the person charged, if, if they actually are a criminal, they're victimized because so many people will take the, the, the charge actually than, rather than taking it to court. Um, the only thing that happens with a plea bargain is a guy who deserves, uh, deserves some time doesn't get as much as he does, as he does deserve. And, uh, you know, the victims victimize, the public in general is victimized because somebody who should be in jail longer doesn't go. And uh, the only ones that benefit are the prosecutors, the cops, and everybody who the prison who makes, system. Yeah, who makes money off of uh, the the justice system. So they finally got him, and they managed to uh, convince the bureaucrats up in Canada, who essentially exist under the thumb of the United States, like the guys in the uh, bureaucrats in Mexico. Basically, the United States federal government runs the entire uh, North American continent. It's just that uh, they they still have these border things that they. They used to increase their power, actually. So uh, so they twisted the arm of the Canadian government people, even with massive protests, even with massive uh, outrage in Canada about them extraditing Mark Emery. They extradited him, and he's now sitting in SeaTac FDC, which is the Seattle Federal uh, Department of Corrections or whatever. It's, the, okay. uh, it's their super max prison. That's where they put Mark Emery. For selling seeds. The Supermax. Now, they've got different levels of federal uh, prisons, as I understand it. There's minimum security federal prison, which, from what I've heard, uh, is pretty much... There aren't even fences. So, Supermax sounds to me like a long way away from minimum security. Real vicious guy, Mark uh, Mark Emery, uh, right? So, selling seeds over the internet. He deserves this kind of treatment? Well, it's uh, I, that's, that's kind of the preface for what I wanted to share with you here uh, from Jody, his wife... I went to their blog over at CannabisCulture.com, and I was reading this earlier today. It's a little lengthy, and normally I wouldn't just read something like this, uh, but it made me cry when I was reading it, and I thought, man, this is incredibly powerful, and so I wanted to share it with you. It's called My First Federal U.S. Federal Prison Visit with My Heroic Political Prisoner Husband, Mark Emery. I went to visit Mark today for the first time at SeaTac FDC. Thankfully, I'm able to visit him even while he's in SHU, the Segregated Housing Unit, Solitary Confinement. Now, she doesn't go into why he's in that unit. Uh, Earlier, she posted a blog about how they were recording a podcast over the phone. She had had him call, and I guess it's it's a no-no to record your phone calls with prisoners in federal facilities. So because he was recording a podcast over the phone, even though the feds are getting whatever 50 cents a minute the crazy jail charges are, they decided to give him some punishment for that and locked him in solitary. Anyway, she says, when I arrived at 1.30 in the afternoon, it was very nerve-wracking. I stepped up to the massive building's entrance, got buzzed in, and then found myself in a big lobby with a reflective glass booth and a little hole to pass ID and paperwork through. There was no table with the paperwork to fill out for visiting, or excuse me, there was a table, but no pen. Thankfully, there were some visitors there who'd been through it all before and helped me figure out the process and loan me a pen, because you don't get any answers from the staff. Visiting officially begins at 2 p.m. on Fridays, but by 2.15, they just started processing, which took a very long time itself. 
This is typical, by the way. For, and I think this is important to share for people who live on the outside of this world, the people whose friends haven't gotten arrested and they haven't had to go and bail them out. And, you know, they haven't it's had getting to... to be fewer and fewer people. Right. I mean, the United States incarcerates more, um, more people than any industrialized nation in the world by a long, long shot. But to just give you some idea. I mean, it, China pales in comparison. You thought the D- Department of Motor Vehicles was bad. Uh, try going into a jail sometime and getting even friendly uh, customer service. Sometimes it happens. It it does happen sometimes, but it doesn't seem like it's more likely at a federal uh, security prison. Seems like you might get more better service at a local jail, possibly. These federal guys just don't care. Speculation from what she's. Well, this is her experience. Uh, big families and many individuals filled the lobby. So many broken-hearted parents, girlfriends, wives, and troubled children crying. I want to see daddy. Behaving unruly to the distress of the moms. So many drug war widows and orphans. After all, the vast majority, almost all of the inmates, are there for nonviolent drug law violations. It's true. The last time I saw the numbers, it was over 60% of federal inmates were in there for drug charges. This supermax prison that they built is filled to the brim with people who've never harmed another soul. Anyway, going on, she says the number of prison employees who came in and out was staggering. How can they possibly need so many staff? Oh, right. It's one of the biggest U.S. industries, and locking people up continues to be a booming business for the federal government. So after an hour of waiting to be processed, as they really want to drag it out and make everyone involved suffer, I was told that my visit would be conducted through video. Now, she'd come down from Vancouver for this uh, this experience. We'll uh, share the rest of her. Could have done that on the Internet. Odyssey here in a moment uh, with Jody Emery at CannabisCulture.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We are here. We'll take your calls about absolutely anything. Sharing what I consider to be a very sad story. It's so sad that uh, I can't say I've ever cried while reading a blog post before. Uh, but it happened to me today, and I wanted to. Sh- I thought, gosh, this is so. It at least was so moving for me. I wanted to share it with you. We'll get back into that here in a moment. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. They're empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. I went over there and I put together uh, a will for me and um, my wife has one too. And it is a remarkably fast and easy process to use LegalZoom.com. And if you don't have a will and you've got a family, you are opening up your family to all kinds of heartache. I know you don't have to have a lot of property. If you even own half of the house, what's going to happen? The government's going to have to decide who gets that half of the house, and they're not going to make it easy on your wife. You need a will or, or a, you know, a living, uh, a tr- uh, one of these living trusts, or, and you can do them all over at LegalZoom.com. 
All right. And use code FTL to save 10 bucks on your order. Our website is freetalklive.com, and we've got the Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program. Uh, we're actually sharing a blog post from one of our Shriners, uh, Jody Emery. She's uh, the wife of Mark Emery, who is well-known as the Prince of Pot, internationally known uh, as the Prince of Pot, and was wanted by the United States federal government for the vicious, terrible crime of selling seeds over the Internet. Actually, what they really wanted him for was threatening the legitimacy of the state by pointing out how ludicrous uh, drug prohibition is and by pouring money into the drug legalization movement, thereby making him quite the threat uh, to the federal government's power. Anyway, they got him and they put him in a supermax prison in Seattle and his wife Jody went to uh, to pay pay him uh, her first visit. And after waiting for an hour in a lobby filled with people that were all just, most of them were there to see people they knew who were in prison for nonviolent drug offenses. Just the tragedy of that alone is is sad enough, but it continues here. Uh, her blog post from CannabisCulture.com. So after an hour of waiting to be processed, uh, she was told that her visit would be conducted through video, which means not in person. I was stunned, trembling, and ready to burst into tears, almost, because the thought of not being able to touch him in person was utterly devastating especially after flying here from Vancouver and staying until Monday to get two visits in. You can only visit every other day, expecting to kiss, hug, and hold hands. Thankfully, as I was being waved through the metal detector, the woman said, Actually, it's Sunday that your visit will be done through video. Today, you can visit in person. Why would you um, not be able to visit? You'll find out. I almost cried with gratitude when I heard that. I didn't know why the rule changed, and I couldn't ask her questions, but I was so grateful I almost cried again. This is all an emotional roller coaster of an experience. I waited with four other people as you get brought in five at a time, and then we started down the hallway with a guard. It's a very strange place, the inside of a federal U.S. prison, long corridors with heavy metal doors slamming shut, cameras everywhere, and colorful painted pictures of landscapes and such on the walls to try to make it less dehumanizing. It doesn't work, she says. (laughs) We got into the big visiting room, which consists of many rows of big plastic chairs facing other rows and more cartoonish paintings of Seattle landmarks and scenes. There are enough seats for 125 inmates, but only 20 or so came in, staggered in time slots. As I sat there waiting for Mark to come out, I asked one of the guards why Mark's next visit would be conducted through video. Had he done something wrong? The guard explained that it's a nationwide policy being implemented on Sunday, June 20th in all Federal Bureau of Prisons facilities for SHU inmates, and today was the last day for in-person visits. That means my vi- uh, my visit on Sunday the 20th will be through video. Thank goodness I booked my flight for today and got this final chance. Now, it does say that it's for the SHU inmates, which are the ones that are uh, in the segregated Supermax. housing unit. No, no, not just se- Supermax. He's in segregation in the Supermax. Good Lord. So people who are in segregation will not be able to have in-person visits when I first read that, I thought it was everybody in federal prison, and yeah. that was just really outrageous uh, to me. Anyway, Mark came out of the, one of the many doors wearing a bright orange jumpsuit. The other inmates wear beige. He's part of the bad orange group of SHU inmates. Looking around the room for me, I leapt to my feet crying out, Mark, and ran toward him. This guy's never hurt anyone. Correct. Yeah, I just want to make that never, uh, point ever. that out. No, he's totally peaceful, totally cool guy. We've had him on the show a number of times. He smiled and reached for me, and I jumped into his arms. He held onto me tightly, and I him, and he lifted me off the ground in a wonderful embrace. I kissed his neck over and over as he held me, clutching his head and feeling his hair, breathing him in, and then we had a long, intimate kiss as we stood there, holding each other, but the hellos have to end after 30 seconds, so we had to sit down. 
What a pleasure, though. We sat in opposite chairs as required, facing each other over a little plastic table and held hands as we gazed into each other's eyes. I cried a fair bit, I'll admit. I let the tears fall down my face as I held his hands, and he wiped them away, staying strong to help me pull myself together. It was so good to see him, so nourishing to feel his hands on mine. It's been a long time since I looked at his face up close in person, noticing all the little spots and hairs and every tiny detail that I used to adoringly examine up close every day, all day long. It was so sad, but so wonderful. A strange twist of, a strange twisted mix of feelings that no one in the real world would ever know. Well, unless, of course, you've been in her position, having to visit a loved one who's been unjustly imprisoned. Certainly as, happens. As many, many people have. He explained that it was very, very bad in the SHU, the uh, Secured Housing Unit. Just like solitary confinement in the movies, he said, truly that horrible. He's completely deprived of any human contact, or fresh air, or space. He's never been allowed out of his cell. Food is delivered through a slot in the door three times a day. Take it or leave it. And Mark eats whatever they give. You have nothing else. Guards don't even open the doors for checkup. They just look through a tiny window in the door. It's 24-hour lockdown in a tiny little room with nothing but nonstop screaming and yelling from the other SHU inmates. He said it's like a mental institution. It's absolutely maddening. Now, Mark has received some mail, but not enough, which is really disheartening for him and for me, she says. Where, where are all of his fans? He said that if his supporters are sincere and really care about him, they will send mail because that's the only non-depressing part of every day. Everything else is dehumanizing. He is longing for some human contact, communication of any kind. Of course, I felt guilty as I read this because I hadn't written him yet. And so I, I did take the time this afternoon to, uh, to write him a note and uh, kind of update him on some of the things that were going on out here in Keene. She says later on that he really wants to know what's happening uh, on the outside, in the movement, that kind of thing. Uh, he's received some mail. So please write a letter, she says. Print some articles from online. Send pictures. Note that if he can't... S- Note that you can't send a lot of photos at once, but apparently one or two at a time can come through to him in SHU. Send a photo of your protest sign, highway banner, or free mark shirt, your family, your friends, anything positive, but nothing obviously illegal. He really needs to hear from his supporters, so if you give a damn about Mark's well-being, you'll do the one possible thing to make him and me feel better. Send him mail. And, of course, there are instructions uh, that she's linking to here. Cannabisculture.com is where you can find this article. You can also find it at freekeen.com. Uh, Throughout the visit, Mark and I lovingly stared into each other's eyes as we talked nonstop, with a few pauses to just take in the precious moments in each other's presence, to softly say, oh, I love you so much, and this is so wonderful. He said this visit and seeing me so close would last him for weeks, months, and how desperately I needed to hold his hands and kiss him, too. They can't take that away from us now. The last time we physically touched was the morning of May 10th over a month ago when he was ordered extradited by the Canadian Justice Minister Rob Nicholson and I said goodbye thinking he would be out on bail later that day. We talked about many other things, good and bad, and the Free Mark campaign and what he's going through and what he expects from me and others. He really wants people to be more active, to have him sent home to Canada. We'll, again, tell you a little bit more about how you can help out Mark Emery here in a little bit. Take your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, and I promise we will get to the phones here in a moment. I wanted to share a blog post first that I thought was pretty important from Jody Emery over at CannabisCulture.com. And uh, we will continue that here in a moment. 1-800-259-9231 is the number if you want to get uh, get on the lines. You're certainly welcome to. Uh, also, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. So if you want to be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live, the best way to do it is go to news.freetalklive.com and then take your pick. You can sign up for our email updates. You can receive uh, Twitter posts. Tweets, I guess they call them. Uh, Facebook, we've got that as well. So you choose the way you want to be kept in touch with via Free Talk Live. Uh, Email, Twitter, Facebook. Get them all at news.freetalklive.com. AM radio um, is, talk radio in general, is is covered with ads uh, for for gold. And um, I looked into it at one point, and I found it to be a dizzying array of choices. And I couldn't figure out what to do. The the salespeople seemed to want me to buy a numismatic. I just want, you know, which are collector coins. I just wanted some gold. And I think that people need some help in this area. So I put together a website in conjunction with uh, Midas Resources, and it is just gold and silver that you can get in your hands as quickly and cheaply as possible. If you're going to buy gold or silver, go to gold.freetalklive first because our rates are going to be better and you can check them against wherever it is you're going to go. So gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're sharing something from uh, it's a blog post from cannabisculture.com by Jody Emery. She is the lovely wife and courageous wife of uh, Mark Emery, who was the Prince of Pot, is the Prince of Pot, and was most wanted by the DEA and the federal government. Uh, they finally came after him. They put him in a prison cell for five years because he was uh, allegedly selling seeds, and he'll admit to it. Uh, he was selling seeds over the Internet and using the money to reinvest, basically, into the, the marijuana legalization right. movement. Marijuana decrim uh, legalization movement. And so he was a real threat to the U.S. federal government. And now they've got him! Well, uh, we're sharing with you the uh, the experience that Jody had going down from Vancouver to Seattle's Supermax prison, where she was uh, allowed to see her husband, who is currently in the segregated housing unit. Uh, essentially, he's, so he's in the, the segregation unit of the Supermax prison. I mean, this is like really hardcore. This is really severe treatment for somebody who's never harmed a hair on another person's head. I mean, this guy is totally peaceful. There are no victims in his crime. It's just another, just one example of, of something that's happening to people across the country and around the world. People are being put in prison cells who've never harmed another person. Anyway, I want to continue her story and we'll get to your phone calls. So she's uh, she's meeting with her her husband and uh, there's you know a lot of uh, she's very affectionate obviously that we went through that segment of uh, the post and they talked about his free mark campaign and how he wants people to get uh, more active in the campaign to have him sent home to Canada because there's some sort of way that they can do that even though he's been sentenced in the United States it's like a prisoner sharing program yeah there's some way they can send him back to Canada which would probably be a nicer place for him to be in jail oh I've been in jail in the United States and in jail in Canada I can tell you Canada jails are much nicer it's nicer yeah much nicer well. To end pro, uh, and of course he wants to end prohibition because he's more than just about marijuana and free drug war prisoners everywhere. Uh, the two hours flew by and I was sad to see it end, she says. I'm so grateful we got to bathe in each other's admiration and incredible love, holding hands. He said he was so proud of me and he hopes he's still my hero. Of course he is, she writes in parentheses. And that he wants people to keep working harder than ever to end this drug war. And you've got to hand it to Jody. She is an amazing lady to 
you know, to stick with him through all of this. I mean, this has been an, an odyssey. It is last the, the, them going after him and the courts and the you know the appeals and all that stuff has taken years, and that's a very stressful time for someone to go through and stay by someone's side like she it's is. Not particularly common. That someone would stay by your side in this yeah. situation? But, yeah. but, of course, we're only on the first, going on to the second month at this point. One of the guards called his name, and we had to stand up. I hardly remember saying goodbye. We hugged each other and kissed again, but my mind was racing with a panic thought of this being our last in-person visit for a long time. I said, I love you, Mark. You're my hero, my civil rights activist, boo. As I was led away, <laughs> blowing kisses and wearing a brave smile, seeing him sitting in the special SHU inmate chair, knowing he's going to be strip-searched and then taken back to that dark, tiny hell of a cell, locked away from any human contact, unable to call me or write except for letters that come a week later, and perhaps not even any mail in two weeks. It was so terribly sad to say goodbye, but he told me not to cry. We must be strong no matter what comes. No one can take away our love for each other. It will really help me feel better if supporters make a fuss about his utterly unjust treatment by telling the media and spreading the news online. Now, here is Mark's current situation and how horrendous the conditions are and how much worse it can possibly get. Right now, he's been in the SHU, the segregated unit, for two full weeks since June 3rd. In that time, he's been refused phone calls to his U.S. lawyer every single day except once. Phone calls to lawyers are supposed to be a prisoner's right, as outlined in the Prisoner's Rights Guide. He has had two or three visits with his lawyer, which has been really appreciated because it's a friendly human face, but that's just a short legal visit and doesn't have any real social elements to it. And, of course, it's typical that the, the jail people will say one thing and do another and that they've got alleged rules, but if they don't follow them, what can you do about it? It takes three hours for an inmate to be prepped for visits, including strip searching and waiting in an empty processing room. Imagine not having anything at all to read or look at for hours, just you and your thoughts. That's what Mark goes through. He needs to hear from people who know and care about him. His disciplinary hearing will happen in two weeks or so, as inmates in SHU for violating rules must wait a month before they get their hearing. And remember, his rule violation that resulted in being SHU wasn't explicitly stated in the manual. So, surprise, you violated the rules. Now you go to segregation and you get to sit there for a month until we decide to finally give you a, tr- a hearing. Wasn't the, um, the, the, the big to-do about uh, Draco, uh, you know, this, this guy, draconian laws is mm-hmm. what you, uh, you get there. His big thing, um, what, 4,000 years ago, was that they wrote the laws down. That way people would know what they were. Rather than some guy, uh, potentate, mm. uh, arbitrarily passing down the rules from, from, from some seat yeah. and that, you know, they can change them however they want. You know, he wrote them down. There'll be none of this. There'll be none of that. None of that. Now, of course, all the, um, all of the, the punishments were very draconian. Draconian. Uh, Hence but, the name. you know, that was the, that was the big deal. And so here where they have a rule book and they don't extate all the rule, you know, they didn't, they, they're not clear and then they, they whip, yeah. there's no warning, no nothing. The prison hearing is an internal Federal Bureau of Prisons disciplinary process and has nothing to do with the legal system or inmates' legal cases, which is why no lawyer is allowed to participate or intervene. And the judge, so-called, has already recommended that Mark lose his phone privileges for six months and be held in the segregated unit for an additional one to two months. All of this for making a phone call and having it recorded on the other end. She was recording his call for a podcast they were going to release at CannabisCulture.com. Of course, the prison records every single call. And remember that this incarceration isn't about selling seeds. There's lots of people selling seeds. They're mm-hmm. not on the most wanted list. Right. There are people that sell more seeds than this guy did. The reason that he's in jail is because he is an outspoken marijuana legalization or decriminalization activist. That's what they're after him for. And 
you know, it's it's about speech. This is a speech uh, issue, not a drug issue. Yes, they can couch it in the terms of drugs, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, you have the right to consume whatever you want to consume anyway. And uh, the government getting involved in that is, uh, you know, it, it's it's not stated in the Constitution that the the federal government can get involved in that kind of crap anyway. It's a it's a state issue. The worst part is that. If Mark is then sentenced to another month or more in SHU, he'll then have his radio taken away. That's the one blessing he's had so far in the SHU, and he will not be able to receive any commissary items. That means he won't be able to get any stamps or envelopes or paper, so he won't even be able to send me mail, which is the only way we're able to communicate. This punishment is cruel, excessive, and utterly unjust, but it happens every day to thousands of people all across America in this horrific drug war and imprisonment industry. Remember, too, that Mark is in prison not for violating drug laws, but for speaking his mind and leading a peaceful revolution of honest, good people. That's why he's a political prisoner, just as the DEA admitted after his arrest. And that's why we must free Mark Emery and free all peaceful prisoners of the drug war. It's a violation of freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I have to stress it again. Sending Mark letters is so important. He can keep getting mail from us even if we can't get any from him. Just write about anything positive. Your daily routine, your family and friends, your job, hobbies, the news, activism, anything at all. The longer the better because he literally has nothing else to do. For those of you who think, I don't know how to write a letter, well, it's like writing a long Facebook comment or message or email. He misses that regular contact that he used to get all the time. Just sit down and start typing away as though you're simply sending Mark a message on Facebook or through email. And she, of course, provides the address. You can get it at CannabisCulture.com. We also link to it over at Freekeen.com. More coming up here. Your calls, 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Isn't it time the drug war ended? Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231 and bring up what you want. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will then get a percentage of whatever it is you purchase. You can even buy used items We'll still get a cut if you buy used or brand new. You get free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their products. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We shared a story from CannabisCulture.com blog post by Jody Emery and got almost to the very end. There's one more sentence here from uh, from her experience at visiting her husband, Mark, the publisher of CannabisCulture.com, uh, the man behind one of the, uh, the the big supporters of the drug decriminalization movement and uh, and because of that a major threat to the power of the US federal government she went in to experience what it was like to visit somebody that that you love at a federal supermax prison who's being held in solitary confinement because he uh, re- they recorded a phone call when he was calling her for his podcast and apparently he wasn't allowed to do that but he didn't know he wasn't allowed to do that now he's in segregated housing for wasn't written in the rules yeah for up to another month or two and uh, possibly as many as uh 
as, as six more months. So uh, so she says the, her last thoughts here after encouraging po- folks to send in mail, and you can do that at CannabisCulture.com. Again, we link to it over at FreeKeen.com as well. As, I love you, Mark. I promise to never give up in our quest for personal liberty and freedom from oppression. As you said, one person can undo the evil of several thousand people. You must never underestimate your power. I think that's a good message to uh, to put out there. It's up to you to make a difference. You can't just expect people like Mark Emery to uh, to handle this alone. Um, we those of us who believe in freedom, we need more people who also believe in freedom to do more than just believe in it, uh, to do more than just talk about it, to start acting like it. And we'll tell you more about the Free State Project here in a little bit. Let's go to your phone calls. Uh, Tampa, Florida, WFLA listener Joe is on the line. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good evening. Hey, guys. Thanks for all you do. Joe, thanks for being out there. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, well, uh, you actually set up uh, my initial point pretty well. Uh, Did you know that in the state of Florida, it takes the pen stroke of one person at his personal whim to make it legal, to make any drug legal? How does that work exactly? I mean, I'm from Florida, so uh, what's that? What's that all about? The uh, the section of the legal code that handles drugs is basically mirrors the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, which is the national law. But uh, basically, it gives the state attorney general uh, the power to modify the lists, the schedules that classify the drugs mm. as legal or illegal. To varying degrees. So the so the sto- the Florida Attorney General, if he decides to uh, to decriminalize uh, marijuana, he can do that without any sort of legislative uh, situation at all. With a pen stroke. Wow. Now, of and course, uh, this is on, the same state, by the, the way, where just a, a few years ago, Jeb Bush, who was the governor at the time, his daughter was caught with like crack cocaine, ended up uh, in a rehab clinic, and then ran away from the rehab. I, I forget all the details of the story. It was crazy. And uh, and of course they just said, well, it's a personal, it's a personal matter, and I'd appreciate it to the media. Well, we'd appreciate it if we were given some privacy. Here. Right. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> you could you could deal with it privately with your daughter in jail, like everybody else's would. Don't think she I ended mean, up there. Would Would Bill McCullough go after Jeb Bush's uh, daughter? I mean, Who's would he that? go after Charlie Crib? The Bill McCullough. These is are the, Florida politicians. The uh, 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 Florida AG. Gotcha. Um, th- would he go after Charlie Chris's children? I don't think Charlie. I think Charlie just got married recently. I don't know if he's got kids or not. No, the answer is no. They wouldn't. And right. And because no, they're the, politicians. Right. They are morally superior to you. They have a different form of justice that is, uh, that, that, that's uh, you know, meted out to them, them and their cronies. Joe, other thoughts for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, on the national level, uh, basically what it takes is the uh, consensus of a Senate committee, uh, which is established by the law that makes it illegal, you know, the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. And they are supposed to actually review those schedules once every two years. And I've never actually found evidence that it's ever been reviewed, save for to add new substances to the list. Do you uh, you think that it's possible that politicians and bureaucrats might not be uh, working as hard as they could? Uh you know, the thought did cross my mind. Yeah, yeah. I've considered that a possibility in the past, too. That maybe that our servants aren't really our servants, that instead they're our masters, and that calling them your servants is stupid. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, clearly. The civil uh, serpent. Right. I, I like that one. Hey, thanks, Joe. I appreciate the call and uh, appreciate good. your patience. He waited through uh, the whole blog post from Jody Emery. Uh, CannabisCulture.com. Go learn more about what's happening to Mark Emery. Learn how you can help out and get the address to uh, to send him mail. Let's continue. Kevin is listening to Kudo in Anchorage, Alaska. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. 
Hello. Hey, hey hello, guys. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, Kevin. Um, What's on your mind? I got to tell you, I've been driving between Fairbanks and Anchorage here and listening to the program, and and uh, quite honestly, uh, uh, over the last 45 minutes or so, I found that story to be most humorous. Um, what part? You know, I, I, well, everything. I mean, it, it's like some kind of an emotional story about somebody who's unjustly imprisoned, but uh, they broke the law. So we have laws, and I understand the idea, uh, the libertarian idea, that uh, I should be able to do whatever I want to do as long as it doesn't affect anybody else, and I agree with that. However, well, Kevin, uh, I guess I have to ask you some questions. Um, I have to, I guess I have to ask you some questions. Yeah. Um, do good people disobey bad laws? Um, I would say good people disobey all kinds of laws occasionally. Well, I mean, should, I guess the question I'm, I'm, I'm really asking is, should, is it moral to disobey a bad law? Um, no, it is not. What okay. one should do if they think the law is bad. Right, right. Get, get involved in the system, change. blah, blah, get blah. Elected. Run for effing president, right? Okay, so I guess I've got this question. People in okay. a Quaker, the Quaker community um, uh, specifically, and people in general, um, when slavery was, was the law of the land here in the United States, would help black people escape from their legal enslavement. Like the Underground Railroad. Yeah, the Underground Railroad. Should those people have been incarcerated, treated badly? Is it funny that those people might have gotten lashes or put in jail or killed? Oh, why are we talking about that? We're talking about... We are talking us. about unjust laws, sir. Well, it's unjust in your opinion, not in mine. I don't really in care what opinion, your opinion I, is. I Where unjust. is the justice, if I may ask, in putting a man in a prison cell who's never harmed another person? Because the point is, is we have very specific drug laws. I don't want to get on an airplane with a pilot who's coming down off of a bong hit or something like this. Do you want to get there, on an airplane with a pilot effects. that is drunk? What's that? Do you want to get on an airplane with a pilot that's drunk? Absolutely not. Well, and there you there go. Well, wait, you're telling legal. me that if alcohol was legal, that, that, that pilots wouldn't be drinking while they're flying is, aeroplanes? Is I'm saying that it's illegal for pilots to drink under the influence. Right now, you don't need you don't need laws. Hold on, hold on, Kevin. You you don't need laws to explain to uh, to people that they don't need to inebriate themselves while flying. Individual companies can come up with their own policies as to what is and what is not acceptable. The federal government, state governments, don't need to get involved in that. So let's come back around. Let's come back around to the relevant question here. So you think that whatever the law says, people should follow it and they should never ever break it. I never said that. What I said was people need to follow the laws that are on the books, and they need to be prepared to address the consequences if they don't follow them. And it's funny to you, and And those consequences are funny to you, the personal tragedies of the millions of Americans. to me when people do that out of their own choice. And I think there's a much bigger issue here that you guys didn't even touch on yet, and that's this. There's, as you're correct, you pointed out there are many, many people in federal prisons that have that are in prison for breaking drug laws. But the point that, that you haven't touched on is what was most important to these people? Obviously, it wasn't their family. They knew what would happen if they got caught dealing with or consuming drugs. But, uh, it's against the law. They knew that. They knew what would happen. They chose to go that route rather than put their families first and say, you know what, 
Well, Kevin, the people in the Underground Railroad chose, those people in the Underground Railroad that tried to help black people escape from slavery, they chose the idea, the more, the, the, what I consider the, the morally superior position of helping people escape slavery over their families. Well, I guess the, the point here, uh, I'm not entirely sure why we're going to 150 years ago in slavery. Do you want to talk about, about Jews from 60 slavery. years ago and not, and not uh, you know, Nazi what Germany? We're talking about the topic we're discussing. Wow, I mean, you have really not, some right. serious well, cognitive you're, dissonance. You're making some um, some very uh, firm statements, which are like you should follow the laws um, or, or accept the consequences <laughs> happily um, if if these unjust laws are are um, used against people. And I'm telling you that good people disobey bad laws, and bad people laugh at them. Kevin, I'll tell you what, I'll bring you back here in a little bit because uh, I, w- I want to see if we can work through some of your cognitive dissonance. If you want to stick around, you're welcome too. Uh, 800-259-9231, because, boy, is it on thick if you can't understand the connection uh, that we're trying to make between what happened during slavery and what's happening now with the war on drugs. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active-duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance. Or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Sacle CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian and Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And you can actually go to the site and log in, get a free account, and submit show prep suggestions to the program. Most of them probably will never be used because, well, we focus on calls. Uh, But it's useful because some of them do get on the air, and it's a good way for us to figure out what our audience is looking to hear, what our audience is interested in, uh, in the aggregate. And so you put something up on the site, other listeners get to vote on it, whether they like or dislike. And then the most liked, within a certain period of time, will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to talk about it on the air at freetalklive.com. Last night we talked about uh, a couple of dog shooting videos, uh, one of the, one of which made it to the front page of our website. So it's thanks to listeners like you who provided some of the great content that we uh, we use on the air. Freetalklive.com, you can get involved. All right, I think he is stuck with us here. Uh, we started out the uh, the show last hour telling a story that I felt felt was really heartfelt, and, and t- it touched me today uh, when I read it. I, I actually was crying for the first time that I'd ever read a, uh, as I read a blog post. And I thought I had to share it on the air. And so after we shared it, it was Jody Emery telling him the story of visiting her husband, Mark, the Prince of Pot, who is in, currently in federal prison in Seattle, Washington, after having been extradited from Canada for selling seeds 
but actually really he was threatening the legitimacy of the U.S. Uh, federal government by speaking out against the war on drugs and pouring his profits into ending prohibition. And so he was uh, truly uh, an enemy of the state, state, so to speak, and so they targeted him for his activism, not necessarily just the seed sales. Nonetheless, uh, I felt it was heartfelt, and then Kevin called in to say he thought it was humorous. Uh, Kevin, are you still with us from Anchorage? I am still with you. Now I'm going to see if we can. I'm going to see if I can hold my hand or hold your hand rather through explaining your cognitive dissonance to you. And this is going to be a difficult process. And okay, we'll s- just before you do, just yeah. before you do, I would like to take just a moment to explain why it's invalid. Your you guys' uh, uh, comparison of slavery to your issue of the war on drugs here in this country today. Okay, shoot. Uh, and and here's the biggest issue. In the function of slavery, you had one person forcing another person's captivity and forcing them to do things. So the person who was a slave was not allowed, by way of force, to live a free life and what have you. Okay. Same thing today. Slavery was legal in the South, illegal in the North. It hasn't now, changed. What you guys are talking. What you guys are talking about. <clears throat> excuse me. With with cannabis is uh, is the function that you should have the choice to be able to do that yourself. Nobody's forcing you to use marijuana or not to use it. Yes, they are forcing actually, me are not forcing to use it by putting me in a jail cell. Actually, uh, Kevin, um, we're not. I wasn't actually talking to you about. I wasn't talking to you about slavery, Kevin. I was talking to you about helping slaves escape. And it's the same. Society as a whole made it illegal to harbor slaves. It um, so therefore illegal in the north. Yes, so yes, it was. People, Absolutely it was. This, uh, you, you look at the Supreme Free Court rulings. Not, I'm telling Free you, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, fine. Tell me I'm wrong. The point is, slavery was something that somebody forced on somebody else. Now, to that point... All government meets that definition, Kevin. Hold else, on. Before you go you, on, all government meets that definition. It is a group of strangers who force their belief system on other people. They force you to do things you don't want to do. They force you to not do things that you do want to do. That has not fundamentally changed. That an awful lot like anarchism is what you guys are promoting here. You know what? That's, that's a I word that has... I thought the right. I th- thought the extreme right wanted anarchism. Anarchy. That's that's a word that has uh, that has uh, right, really negative left, connotations. Anarchism. I don't know what you're talking about. I here. want freedom. Okay, well, that's what that, you guys are talking about. Look, I want freedom. And now let me see if we can walk through this here because you've had your chance and you you didn't even understand what we were originally saying to you. Now, Kevin, look, do you feel it was wrong for the people who worked the Underground Railroad to break the laws that prohibited them from assisting slaves in their escape? Um, I don't feel that it was wrong. It was definitely well. From what you're saying, it was illegal. And as such, if they got caught, they would be punished. Did, now, would you find it humorous? Sure. That is true. Would you, would you find it humorous, those I, that got I caught? Find, I would not find that humorous because in that case, what they were doing wrong was to help another fellow human being. So some what people smoke marijuana. For... doing something wrong so that they can go get high. Well, I'm sorry, that's humorous to me. So it, it, it you does, do you think it's funny laws, the people that would have been were arrested, um, had their businesses destroyed, and all that stuff during uh, prohibition, who were drinking alcohol? Is that is was, that amusing to you? Their choice was it not? It was against. The That's law. not the, that wasn't the question. Them. What? That's not the question. It w- is it funny? It's, it, I find <laughs> it humorous anytime somebody knowingly breaks the law. And, and under non-moral conditions, breaks the law. Non-moral conditions. Wants, Hold wants on. When you say non-moral conditions, what do you mean? 
what I mean by that is, uh, for example, um, somebody breaks a speeding law trying to get somebody else, an injured person, to a hospital. That's not humorous. They, that is a moral breaking of the law, okay? Um, your slavery idea, it's a moral breaking of the law. However, in all of these cases, if somebody breaks the law, they have to be prepared for whatever the ramifications are going to be and the consequences. Now, the, in the founding documents of this country, pursuit of happiness was held up as one of the, uh, the, the three you know, big things that people could do, to live the lives the way that they wanted to live them. However, the government gets involved in areas of uh, you know, mind-altering substances, some of them. I mean, you can have caffeine, alcohol, uh, you know, cigarettes to some extent. Um, you know, I mean, so... What I'm uh, what I'm seeing here is that the founding uh, the founders considered this to be important. What do you think? Uh, I think that the function of, of coming up with laws that protect and provide for society is an important thing. So um, the hell with happiness, this, the hell with the pursuit of happiness, whatever it is that some that group sounds of like fascism. Are you a fascist? That's hilarious. I'm not a fascist. No, at all. well, you called me an anarchist. I'm just tossing it out there, pal. No, no, I didn't say you're an anarchist. I said what you were promoting was anarchy. Well, I, and I didn't call I'm you a fascist. Bunch, I promote, said it sounded I'm, like fascism I'm, to me. I'm promoting this one freedom. size fits all. Uh, you know, everybody's got to wear the same so color clothes so because so I like that color. So, so basically, no, Kevin, let me see if I've got you straight here. Let me let me see if I got you straight here. Basically, what works in every state. Kevin, what you're saying is that. The hell with the pursuit of happiness. If a group of strangers calling themselves a legend, hold on, let me lay it out for you, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. The hell with the pursuit of happiness. If some group group of people calling themselves legislatures write some crappy words down on a piece of paper saying you can't do X, then it's okay by you if people are thrown in a prison cell if they do X. Okay, let me tell you, you're wrong. That's not okay with me. What you do in situations where you feel that a law is wrong or in some way inadequate. You go and work with other people, work with their campaigns, get them elected. How's that worked, so huh? Right. How's that worked out? You Did, want them work. Didn't President well, Reagan say something just, like the closest thing to eternal we have on this uh, in this earth is a government program? I mean, you're working against people that are paid full time okay, to work so, against you. I mean, so okay, if you want, um, wait, wait a second. If you want legalized marijuana, you have to take your free time. Well, the chiefs of police and the uh, you know the the, the BPO the the excuse me the the police organizations are getting the, paid the, the, yeah they they all get paid to fight or, against you yes that's, that's the system mark that's, that's the system you don't like it love it or leave it get hey, out Kevin, of this country enjoy your police state thanks for the call yep. 800-259-9231 you know it'd be great if the political system actually allowed itself to be reformed in some Please, uh, significant the, fashion oh god <laughs> the political it took all war to get slavery out of this country yeah. now i think there are it just changed its form i think it's possible to do what he's suggesting but not in most places. I think it's only possible when you get enough liberty-loving people together in the same place, and that's what's happening here in New Hampshire. Uh, let's go. Speaking of New Hampshire, Dave is in Keene. Dave, listening to WKBK. Hello, Dave. Dave? Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? You know, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that you guys somehow equate uh, smoking pot to either civil rights, the civil rights struggle, which you've done in the past, or to slavery. So, do you think it's ri- do you think it's totally ridiculous, ridiculous that 1.5 million people are arrested and, and put in jail cells every um, year because hello? of? Hello, can you talk without talking over someone? Is that possible, or is that just the way you guys operate? You said it was ridiculous, and I have a question for you. Do you we, you, well, you know what, Dave? You were on this show for a full segment. You were on this show for a full segment the earlier this uh, this week, and you know uh, now you're bitching because I asked you a question. I'll tell you what, hang on, we'll bring you back, because that's how I am. I'm fair like that. 
800-259-9231. Call any other show. You're on for two minutes and out of there. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want here, but, uh, yeah, we're going to ask you questions about whatever it is you have to say. Take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever is on your mind. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. And that number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We've got listening options, live streams available for you, broadband and dial-up included, plus the listen lines, which allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Also, we've got our webcam as well. It's all free at listen.freetalklive.com. You can defend yourself in the uh, judicial system with jurisdictionary.com. It explains how to use the rules step-by-steps. Forms, how to get evidence, how to move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, etc. It's all there. It's the uh, the leader in self lawsuit self-help since 1997. It was created by a uh, doctor, doctorate of jurisprudence who wants you to know how to protect yourself from members of his profession. It's written in a manner that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours. You get all kinds of stuff with it. Go to jurisdictionary.com. I've taken the course. It is great. And when you purchase it, be sure to use uh, the pull-down menu and mention that you heard it from Free Talk Live, jurisdictionary.com. All right, we continue here with your phone calls. And we go back to Dave listening in New Hampshire. Now, Dave, you're back on Free Talk Live, before you accuse me of cutting you off, we held you through the break, so what did you want to say? Uh, say? I didn't accuse you of cutting me off, I accused you of talking over me while I was finishing my sentence. You guys can't let someone finish without just jumping all over what they're saying. Well, that's, that's not a true statement. Sometimes when people are blathering on, we have to interrupt them to ask them a question to, to clarify what it was they were saying. But go ahead. So you have to jump on what they're saying to get them to stop talking. Is that what you're saying? I wasn't, it's not like I was David, blathering on. Da- um, David, you, uh, you, know. you said previously... Sure, but you're an antagonist, David, so you, know, you get treated differently. <laughs> you, uh, okay. you said that it was uh, ridiculous, I believe. was protection the... of school laws for everyone? That's, isn't that what you want? Um, I, you said it was ridiculous previously uh, that I compared, you know, what uh, the, you know, the uh, people disobeying laws in the drug war versus disobeying laws when they were helping people with the uh, the Underground Railroad. Is is that pretty much uh, recap what you said? Uh, I think it's ridiculous that you somehow equate the struggle for freedom for slavery and the struggle for freedom for civil rights with. Uh, uh, drug laws, current drug laws, and things like uh, whether women can go topless in, in public, you somehow create this illusion or this, this fallacy that those are on the same footing as the others. And well, I don't no think they're on the same footing. Either. I think that life and, and liberty are, are bigger issues than the right to smoke pot. However, when you can take somebody out of the... Uh, that's what an analogy does. It takes you out of the area that you're at currently and sort of takes your mind to a wider picture, and that's the purpose of an analogy. Wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah, but it's got to be a realistic analogy. So the struggle for freedom analogy. in general is not uh, does not equate to the struggle for freedom specifically, i.e. the freedom well, to I smoke what you want. Because you were talking over me. What did you say? I said the uh, the struggle for freedom generally does not equate to the struggle for freedom specifically, i.e. the freedom to smoke what you want or drink what you want or do what, uh, do what you want to your own body. It doesn't equate? Uh, you know what? They're not on the same level. They're no, they're, they're not. I, I, no I, one has I, said I that, Dave. that, Dave. It's not on the same level. It's an analogy. Right. That's the purpose of we an analogy. Have... You take something to a, a, a more absurd level or a larger level we... in order to show someone the validity. We don't have the, the same chattel slavery today, thank goodness, that we had back, that there existed back then. However, what is in existence today are millions of Americans having their lives torn apart, destroyed, families uh, torn apart, their their careers ruined by these asinine drug laws. Now, can you not empathize with uh, the people that have spent time behind bars for never harming another person? I can empathize with them, but I also agree with the previous caller. They did it solely by their own choice. So they, they did not choose to, to go to jail, Dave. Well, again, you're talking over me. I, but you made your work. point, right? So you can no, filibuster I, if you want didn't to. Let me finish my point. Make if the they point. They wanted to work to get drug laws eradicated or get them uh, changed. We addressed go that. right ahead. But, it's, but what they're doing is they're breaking the laws and trying to change the laws at the same time. Well, guess what? You break the laws, you pay the consequences. What a surprise, Dave. Have you ever smoked marijuana? I'm sorry, what's that? Have you ever smoked marijuana? Certainly. Why don't you go to the police station and turn yourself in? Why should I? <laughs> because you you're, broke you, the law. you broke the law. It's important. You pay the consequences if you get caught. If you don't I know how the game works, the Dave. I'm telling you, you're supporting the you're system. Over me. All right, goodbye, Dave. You, got- you know, you just want to bitch. See you later. 800-259-9231. Jim Babka's on the line from DC.org. Hello, Jim. You can empathize, right? Oh, yeah, and I'm enjoying this. This is great. Uh, you know, it, it seems like yeah, you got some, some good callers tonight, uh, Colin, that... Uh, that, that can't understand that the map is not the territory. What do you mean by that? Well, it, 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 exactly what I said. I mean, you get out a map, you look at the map so you can figure out how to get around the territory. No one makes the mistake of thinking that real little people live on the map. And that's basically what that guy was arguing. He was saying an analogy needs to be perfect. Well, if it was perfect, it wouldn't be an analogy anymore. It would be the territory. Right, and you can't you can't talk to people about the specifics because you know they'll 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 throw out they'll just kind of throw things out and and make it, it, an analogy is a very appropriate thing to use at that point. It seems to yeah, me. Yeah, it, it does exactly what you said, Mark. It sharpens people, brings them back, and lets them kind of see by comparison where their principles are consistent or inconsistent. And of course, in this case, inconsistent. You know, um, I, analogies are used uh, ex- extensively on IQ tests, and maybe I shouldn't use them for that purpose when when dealing with people who who's uh, who don't seem to be able to grasp it. Oh no, Mark, that's a bit of an edge there. <laughs> I, it, it's nasty, but I'm I'm I, I, that, I've taken plenty of IQ tests, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of analogies on them. This is to that, as that is to this. Right. So uh, we haven't had you on in a while, uh, Jim Babka from DownsizeDC.org, and so welcome back to the program. Give our listeners a, a quick detail as to what DownsizeDC.org is all about. Well, DownsizeDC.org gives uh, nearly 30,000 citizens every day, and we're always looking for more, an opportunity to uh, stay up to date with what Congress is doing and gives them a voice. They join together in a voice using our system, which is free and easy to use, to give their legislative officials, their representatives in Washington, their working orders for the day. And uh, we send out a dispatch, uh, on a, it's our newsletter, on a regular basis, 
informing people what some of the pressing issues are, giving them the talking points, making this process as simple as possible, and joining everybody together in an army. Because we have a long-term goal to build an army so large that Congress cannot afford to ignore us, and so big that we can get the message of freedom, of small, constitutionally limited government out everywhere, every day. So uh, what's Downsize DC working on these days? Well, you know, this week, uh, we, this, as we headed into this weekend, we thought there was going to be a vote on an issue that has to do with any, any activist group that you're out there supporting uh, called the Disclose Act. This is yet another attempt by the politicians to silence or chill or reduce the amount of criticism that's made about them. Uh, they, wanted to, they want to pass a law under the, the guise of good government and campaign finance reform uh, to limit or restrict those options, to put new burdens on the companies uh, and, and individuals who are trying to organize and get messages out. Let's say Congressman X is about to vote on an important issue, and an organization such as Downsize D.C. wants to put out an ad saying that Congressman X is about to cast a vote on this issue. Under this, this proposal, unless we were as big as the NRA, because they were willing to carve out an exemption for organizations with more than 500,000 members, so a <laughs> membership organization was that big, didn't have to follow the rules, but all the rest of the smaller ones did. That's the sense this whole thing made. Uh, would have to include disclaimers in our, 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 our radio ad from the people who donated to it and, and from me taking up almost half the ad and would have to file complicated disclosure forms as well, changing our whole accounting system here. We'll come back and talk about it a little bit more. You can stick with us, right? Yes. All right, more with Jim Babka here in a moment from DC.org. Your calls as well. Welcome about anything, 800-259-9231, unless you're going to bitch about how we have to interrupt you occasionally to uh, ask some questions. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. By the way, when you're in a conversation with us on the air, sometimes interruptions happen, and they go both ways. I didn't point out during Dave's call earlier when he was complaining about every two sentences that we were interrupting him. Uh, that uh, he actually interrupted you at least once, Mark, and uh, I thought about pointing it out at that time just to be snide about it, but uh, but I decided not to, to allow the conversation to continue on. Uh, but sometimes our callers interrupt us because we'll say something and uh, they'll have a question that they need to ask or whatever. Just It's, it's talk radio, it man. Yeah, it happens. So, uh, and if you don't feel like you got enough time to get your thoughts out, you can always call back the next night because Free Talk Live is on seven nights a week uh, with our brand new Sunday show, which is co-hosts only, internet only, and uh, you can get that tomorrow night from 7 to 10 Eastern on our streams at listen.freetalklive.com. We continue here. Jim Babka is on the line, and then we get back to your calls about absolutely anything. Uh, Jim from DownsizedDC.org, you're telling us about this Disclose Act, which is going to make things very difficult on organizations that are smaller than 500,000 members. Is that right? Members. Yeah, and they have to be membership-based organizations, which gets us into a whole area of the tax law. I won't bore everybody with these details, but the point is that they've set up a law that's going to try to basically silence their opposition, quiet, chill their opposition, make it much more difficult for them to use the time that they buy 
and for them to be able to raise the money necessary to buy that. So if Downsize DC wants to run a radio ad, if this Disclose Act thing goes through, what kind of changes will you, what, what sort of mandates will come down on that? Well, the thing that, the one that bothers me the most is that we would have to begin disclosing the names of all of our donors who give more than $600. And you say, $600, that's an awfully odd figure. Why $600? Well, $600 because most union dues are less than $600. So they set the threshold just up above what the annual union dues are. So if someone gives $600 now to our organization just in general, we now have to begin providing that list publicly uh, to the IRS like we are a campaign. Hmm. Uh, Another thing that they're going to have us do is they're going to have us use the commercial time itself. You know how there's a little disclaimer at the end, you know, I'm candidate X and I approve this message. Well, not only would the CEO of the organization have to do that, and then pretty much right now in the law they pretty much have to do that, but there would be additional disclosures have to be in there too. As many as two of the top donors would have to be brought to some recording studio somewhere, and they would have to agree to come on and say, I helped support this ad and approve this message. So you could be using, you know, up to 15 seconds of a 30-second commercial just with all the disclaimers. If this is not designed to silence us, I don't know what is. That is an incredible bureaucratic hoop. I mean, the, the idea that your top uh, contributors are going to have the availability to, uh, to co- you know, that you'll be able to raise them, to get in touch with them, uh, to have them come to some studio somewhere across the country. Uh, I mean, I, presumably they could go in and rent the time from a local radio station or something like that. Uh, or I guess you could also uh, plug a mic into your computer and do it that way. But that's, you know, that's a lot of work that, uh, and hoops you have to jump through just to put a 30-second spot on the air. It is, and, it, and, and if you think about it in, in pure market terms, what you're doing is you are increasing the amount of burden on that, uh, on that individual in two different ways. You've already mentioned the use of their time. People who tend to make these larger donations, by the way, I've noticed tend not to have a lot of time. They're very busy, yeah. And yeah, so, so you're going to put a burden on their time that may actually cost them more than the actual donation itself in some cases. It may make it so that uh, if they know that they'll, they may have to be disclosed in these ways, they may be reticent to even donate in the first place. They might have been donating because they could just cut a check and be relatively anonymous. Now they've got to be have their names splayed out on some website somewhere in a federal report and possibly have it on the air on a radio commercial. You took the words right out of my mouth. And that also, on top of that, also opens them up to repercussions uh, uh, by the legislature. We know that the legislature you, uh, frequently acts like thugs. If, if you're not giving enough money to their party can't, committees or you're not participating a certain way, you know, frequently they'll come knock at your door. If you're giving to their opposition, they'll start, you know, you're going to get called in for hearings and stuff like that. So, you know, there's real concerns that people have that are in that station of life that are able to help us get the word out. And every one of your listeners loses out when an organization like ours, and I don't care if the organization agrees with Dave on something, okay? We had previous caller Dave. I don't care if they agree with Dave. The public loses when they don't get to hear the different sides of the issue. When voices are silenced, people who are making decisions, listening in this so-called democracy, lose the ability to participate in an educated and informed way. And so basically the they're going to be silencing all the voices who can't jump through whatever arbitrary hoops they put up, and none of those hoops will apply to the biggest, most powerful lobbying organizations like the NRA and other organizations that are incredibly well-funded and, uh, and influential. They, they won't have to jump through any of those hoops. Yeah, they realized back in May that the NRA had basically sent out this open letter saying, we, this bill, we will have to fight this bill if you're going to advance this bill because it's going to restrict our rights. Well, a Democratic congressman said, you know, we can pick up some more votes, even within the Democratic caucus, if we can get the NRA involved. There's, there's people who will not, like Congressman Heath Shuler, for example, who were not going to vote for this because the NRA opposed it. 
So they gave a special carve-out. to they, they picked four different parameters that only the NRA would meet. And there was a big outcry uh, all over the web about this, both on the left and the right. And the left was very upset about this because why are you giving the NRA special favoritism? So then they just they got rid of all of those, and they lowered the membership threshold, and they said it had to be a membership organization, which, by the way, DC.org is not. It's a support, we're supported by, by donors, but we are not a membership organization. We're run entrepreneurially. And, and you had to have at least 500,000 of them. So that brought in ARP and some other organ, big organizations. They would now be exempt from this law. And the hope was by buying off these organizations that they would be able to get the support they needed to pass this, this rather restrictive bill. Well, it, it, it's, everything fell apart on Friday. The vote was supposed to happen Friday, and everything fell apart. And Monday, we will go to work campaigning against this, and we're going to put a lot of effort into it because this is an issue that directly involves the type of activities that Downsize D.C. intends to do in the long term to shrink the size of government. How can, the, how can our listeners help you, uh, Jim Babka? The absolute best way is to come to DownsizeDC.org. We have a very simple, free, easy-to-use system there. You simply uh, go on the, to the Campaigns button or pick any of the blog posts, read through one of them. We've got a, links to our campaigns from there. Uh, right now, the Disclose Act is right there at the top of the page. So if this issue is something interesting, you, just click on that, and, and you're taken to a page that tells you all about the issue and gives you a system where after you fill in your basic contact information, it tells you who your representative and two senators are and allows you to send a personalized message along with with, with thousands of others, uh, every day we do this, and we, we're trying to mount an army so large that Congress can't afford to ignore it. We give Congress their working orders uh, every day. DownsizeDC.org, you get signed up. It's free, of course. You get on the Downsize DC dispatch. You'll get emails uh, regularly that uh, bring your attention to outrages like this, uh, things like this Disclose Act and other things, plus also uh, positive things like the Read the Bills Act, things that you're trying to do to uh, put more chains on those uh, pesky politicians in Washington, D.C. Jim Babka, always appreciate the efforts that you're putting towards liberty, and uh, and as always, I appreciate your time on the show. I'm and, and I'm glad to be here. It's good to be back on a Saturday night and to see you guys continuing to grow and have success. So uh, have a great evening, guys. Jim Babka from DownsizeDC.org. Join him over there. It's, of course, totally free. Thanks, Jim. Good night. 1-800-259-9231. Let's jump into your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Charlie is in West Virginia to start things out in listening to WVTS. Hello, Charlie. Hello? You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, I absolutely agree with you guys on a lot, a lot of things. Um, I just have one problem, and that, that's the way that, and not just you guys, but the way everyone on our all-talk radio and all, and every argument in life argues. And it's mostly because I'm a philosophy, I'm a, I'm a philosopher by, by nature. I have my master's in philosophy. And when we argue by analogy, it just, it's not philosophically sound to do so. Uh, if I had put like one time in my, in my uh, thesis, my masters, I they would have just thrown it away. Well, it's like this. It doesn't because I can argue like a million different ways, and that that's the problem with it. Your argument stands without using analogy. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrendous what they're doing to these people. We don't have to use a like situation because I can use a million like situations that are just as hor- you know. Well, we were talking. I see. I see where you're coming from, it, and certainly I agree with you that the drug war on its own stands alone as being horrible. But but we were talking, we were talking with somebody to a guy who, who thought, thought it was funny. funny. I mean, so right. I I mean, he needed to be brought. It seemed to me, and we're talking. I'm you know, you're talking from the standpoint of writing a a, a philosophical thesis. I'm talking about the standpoint of trying to uh, address uh, you know some guy on the radio and convince Mr. or Mrs. America of something. Yeah, I, I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Phones sound kind of funny. I'm not sure what was going on with it, but 
Anyway, appreciate it. 800-259-9231. The mics on cell phones can be kind of funny if you're not talking directly at it. it SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Whatever's on your mind, this live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live continues in moments. 800-259-9231. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your phone calls, and you can dial in, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and get interactive because we've got a lot of different ways for you to enjoy the program. Of course, you can watch us on the webcam for whatever reason that you would enjoy that. Um, But you can also interact in our chat room. The chat room is built into the same page as the webcam, so watch, listen, and chat all at the same time at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. And the webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. It offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBIX, XFPs, Zenpax, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. 800-259-9231. Continuing here with your phone calls. Bill is listening to WVNA in Florence, Alabama. Hello, Bill. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Bill? Hey, I was just wanted to comment on one of your callers that called in from the Anchorage. Yes, sir. Uh, just think of... Let's just put this situation. Just think about it. if he was in the situation in the federal penitentiary and his wife was the one writing the letter. I wonder how funny he'd think that was. Well, I'm sure, he would, I'm sure he'd say something like, well, I would obey every single law, so therefore that would never happen to me. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> here in Alabama, you can get caught for less than a, a quarter of a gram and go to jail for 20 years. Wow. You can murder somebody and get out in five. It, yep. it, it, it certainly can happen. I believe um, it. You know, the, uh, also, if you, uh, if you have medicine that's expired in your medicine cabinet, depending on the yeah. type of medicine that is, you're committing a felony. This guy yeah, uh, likely, I mean, he sounded like an older gentleman, and I, I, you know, I'm just going from experience in my life. Some older people have medications that are expired, um, you know, pain relievers, uh, pain medication that's expired in their cabinet. be pretty funny yeah. if he got busted for that. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. I oh, you didn't know that that was the law? Oh, they just well, made it up on the way? Well, ignorance of the law is no excuse. They would, they would yeah. trot that one out, of course. And of course, I think how- everybody's just still stuck on the movie that came out in the 60s, Riffomania. Apparently so. so not that everybody. The- <laughs> not everybody, because there's a significant amount of Americans that understand that this drug war is a bad idea. At the very least, they understand that marijuana prohibition is a bad idea. Significant- At the yeah, very, I very mean, least, they understand. I would rather under- see somebody going down the road smoking a joint than had drunk a fifth and everything. You Absolutely. Know, if you smoke the joint, you can always stop at McDonald's, get you a couple double cheeseburgers, 
<laughs> and like that. But if you've been drinking, you stop at McDonald's, get a couple double cheeseburgers, you're just a full drunk. You know, right. I'm not advocating the, um, smoking marijuana and operating a motor vehicle, but there yeah. have been tuss, tests done by government agencies that say, in fact, that marijuana smokers are really not much worse, if not worse at all, than a regular driver. Um, yeah. And uh, that al- obviously people drinking uh, liquor and, and driving is terrible. Yeah, idea. you could put me up against uh, somebody with uh, some vodka and have him take uh, five shots of vodka and I'll smoke four, uh, five joints. I don't think that's a fair analogy because he's in bad shape. I mean, the question is, uh, you know, down there in Florida, I can tell you in, in Venice, Florida, I used to, to, to work uh, work selling radio ads. They're turning left from the right lane and right from the left lane all over the place. Those uh, big Lincolns and uh, uh, Buicks. You're about old people? Yeah. The, 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 well, that's all it's in Venice, Florida. Um, everybody's grandparents live in Sarasota and their grandparents live in Venice. Um, the, you know, the, they should have big bumpers around the, uh, the Lincolns and the Buicks um, down there. And, it, you know, put me stoned against one of these uh, octogenarians in there. <laughs> In their giant town car, and I'm sure uh, I can drive better. Yeah, yeah. Or put your stone against somebody trying to text and do their makeup in the morning. There you go. Hey, thanks for the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk. Text- texting is as bad as driving very drunk. Let's talk to George, listening to KBCT in Waco, Texas, Info FM. Hello, George. George, going once. I think you just hung up. As we lose George. George going twice. George in Waco. All right. How about Dan in Traverse City, Michigan, listening to WJNL? Hello, Dan. Hello. How you doing? Hey, super, Dan. What's on your mind tonight? I will tell you a story. All right. In uh, January of 1975, I came back from overseas addicted to morphine. Oh, boy. I was in the military. In June of 1975, I quit cold turkey. What was that like? I wasn't fun. I will tell you that. Did they have to strap but, you down to a bed or something like that? I mean, they can't be. Well, I strapped myself down to a bed. I, I, it, it took a while, but it. I learned on. I have to say it, it's my military experience that actually get me through it. But the bottom line is your 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 subject this evening is I guess uh, should somebody be jailed for uh, using quote unquote illegal drugs? I have to tell you that I do not think they should be. We got a lot of beds in jails uh, filled up with probably productive people. Yeah, most of the people that have been arrested for uh, for smoking pot or, or or cocaine or something like that, one of the uh, these many many uh, illegal uh, illicit drugs out there, had jobs. Uh, they had careers, and, and they would have jobs if they were let out of jail. As you know, if they didn't have this awful rap sheet following them along that some some prospective employers look askance upon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these are people who would be producing, and now they've been taken out of the productive uh, section of society and have been turned into a, a parasite class a, because a, a make-work program for uh, rural America. Because many um, <laughs> many prisons are in places that just don't have very good jobs, and uh, you know they're, they so they take the uh, these folks still these not rural a good folks. job. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's it's better than not working, I suppose. So, but yeah, I'm, I think you're I'm, spot on. I must say that I agree with your premise. But I do not particularly agree with your attitude towards this. What do you mean? Uh, you, you you seem to think that uh, 
uh, well, excuse me, let me rephrase. Uh, you seem to have a negative attitude with anybody that might be negative towards you. Well, even though I agree with your, again, I agree with your premise. I don't do not believe that anybody should be. No, well, I think you were in pretty good shape with the guy until he said it's funny. Well, right? that's right out the, the gate. Is right. Well, well, you know, I, everything was fine until the guy said it's funny that people get treated in this way. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm I sorry. I just find that outrageous. That's insulting. In, it's enraging, yeah, I, I find guess. that insulting. You know, we still had him on, and we, we held him through the break. And we the other fella has a long history with the show. Admittedly, I mean, you know, the, the back and forth, I don't like that on talking radio either, the big arguing thing. But we take some outrageous stands on the show, and people are going to disagree. I do not see anything funny about the whole subject. Yeah. To be honest with you, but at the same token, you know, there's a there is a conservative side to this thing, and there is a uh, progressive liberal side. Not really. There are only two sides. There's freedom, and then uh, statism, and then the conservative liberal <laughs> thing is just really an illusion. Uh, but I, I want to. Th- I appreciate the critique, and I, and I I can take critique. It's not a problem. And I, I thank you for the call and the thoughts here tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, maybe I, I don't always handle uh, situations uh, on the air as, as best as I possibly could, but we certainly held that gentleman through earlier. The, I don't know if I should use that term. The guy that was laughing at people who uh, went to jail for, for, for pot. Was Kevin? Uh, yeah, I think it was Kevin. And, you know, we held him through, and we, we tried to continue having a conversation with him. It's not like we just, you know, said, get off my bones and booted him off the lines or anything like that. So, you know, we didn't play a toilet flush sound effect and get rid of him or anything like that. We still had a conversation. And I've called in conservative talk shows, and I can tell you that I'm, you know, kicked around, treated like crap, and uh, and 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 flushed off the air after saying two things. Well, so and, and I'd have been willing to have a conversation with Dave, the other critic that uh, that called, except every other word out of his mouth was that we were interrupting him, and that's not much of a conversation. So thank you for the thoughts, though. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty. Free Talk Live is a fast paced show, yeah. and um, you know, you're not going to get the opportunity to stand up there and filibuster. It's Let's a go to James in Florida, listening uh, to internet. Uh, James, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, it concerns me that uh, we're losing many of our liberties, and many people are ignorant of our basic rights. This is uh, particularly true when it comes to jury nullification, which is a major protector of our liberty. Uh, jury nullification is the right of a juror to determine not only the guilt or the innocence of a person, but also the duty, the right, and the responsibility of a juror to determine whether or not the law which they are accused of breaking is a just and constitutional law. Let, let me explain. Um, an example of this would be that if a defendant is charged with breaking a law, let's say he's charged with carrying a weapon, which is his right under the Second Amendment of the Constitution, he might be guilty of breaking the law, but since the law itself is unconstitutional... The jury can vote not guilty and nullify it. I appreciate the call tonight, James, and jury nullification is very important. People can learn more about it at FIJA.org, F-I-J-A.org, the Fully Informed Jury Association. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keen. 
Burkina's famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We're here to take your phone calls about what you want. If you dial in toll-free, you can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Hey, coming up in a week's time, we're going to do a very special edition of the Saturday show because we'll be live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is happening starting on Thursday. However, a bunch of people are going out there as early as this Sunday to uh, to kick things off early. The official event happens from Thursday through Sunday, so the 24th through the 27th. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the uh, throughout the entire event. Uh, so it's going to be a blast. We were there last year and a couple of years before that as well, and it's it's always a good time to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people who will be traveling from all across the world in order to converge in New Hampshire to basically hang out camp. It's, uh, it's a ha- happening at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire, very beautiful location right next to the White Mountains. And the best part is being around the people, though. The best part is socializing with people who are of like mindset, uh, lots of parties, family activities, all kinds of different things to do. You can go to PorkFest2010.com to learn more. Get registered. It's not too late. In fact, if you really want to procrastinate, you can wait till you walk up and show up. It'll be a little bit more expensive there. It's uh, 30 bucks at the door and 25 in advance. Uh, of course, if you want to camp out, that's uh, extra, obviously. But go and get all the details and get signed up and come on up and join us for the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010, where one of the many things that will be going on is the preview of the Chartarum soundtrack. In fact, uh, Chartarum, the movie, will be uh, be being previewed john shaw's motion picture brought to you by think twice productions john shaw known as our uh, global moderator with the uh, free talk live forum the free talk live bbs and you can get your copy of the pork fest only limited edition original soundtrack and the pork fest commemorative beer mug if you're there in personal uh, person on friday night at the porcupine freedom festival it's happening right after free talk live after the show friday so we'll see you there porkfest2010.com p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t 2010.com let's go to gene the christian anarchist on the line in tennessee on the amp lines hello gene well hello guys i wanted to call in with a little critique of my own by all means okay um i kind of it's beat up time for us so go ahead yeah well i've kind of noticed a change in your format and i mentioned it once before and i'm I'm gonna reinforce that today because uh it used to be a whole lot more about the callers and lately it's getting to be more and more about special subjects and uh you know, maybe one guest a week, whereas in the old days you wouldn't have one guest in three or four months. And uh, it was it was a pretty fast-paced show with the callers come at, calling in now. I think uh, it, it, probably there's lucky to be six callers on in an hour, sometimes maybe five. A lot of these uh, callers get on with special uh, uh, special themes, and then they, they stick with them, like uh, the Jim Babcock and... Uh, some of the others that are kind of regulars on there, and I notice an awful lot of time on uh, things that have to do with New Hampshire. And 
you know, I, I don't mind hearing about New Hampshire. I'm a member of the Free State Project, but my gosh, it's a national audience, and I think there's just too much time talking about New Hampshire stuff. You're going to lose your national audience. And I, well, I, th- I know, appreciate I like the critique. Uh, the show's growing. We're getting on more radio stations over time, and the fact is, Free Talk Live is a uh, it's a reality radio show. We're not just reporting on news and commenting. We're actually involved in uh, the news making. Our show hosts are out there doing activism. And those things are, are worthy of, uh, of being discussed. If I didn't think they were, then we wouldn't talk about them. We don't talk about everything that happens here uh, in New Hampshire, just uh, some things that I think would be interesting and also attractive uh, to people, because clearly one of the goals behind doing this show is to expose people to the Free State Project and the idea of moving people together who love freedom. And so we're, we're part of that. We're not just promoting the Free State Project. We're also part of it. And that means that our boots are on the ground and we talk about the things that happen to us. We've Ever since we've been up in New Hampshire, we've talked more about what's been going on in New Hampshire. It's a part of our lives and we talk about that stuff. I think some of the things that, that uh, Gene's pointing out are true, that um, you know, we didn't used to get callers calling about the same things all the time. People would call in with different stuff. And I think there are more theme-oriented stuff. And we are doing more um, interviews than we had done previously, even though we try not to. Generally, I tell you no well, on interviews, Mark, when you uh, when you approach me. There was one that you kind of crammed down I didn't really care much for, uh, but I was willing to give it to you. But generally, Gene, I, t- I typically say no to, uh, to most interviews. It's just that uh, recently we had Miss Ann come back on. We hadn't talked to her in five years. And really, well, I know there there are certain buzz topics, Ian, that you like to spend time on, and it's your show, so uh, you know I'm not going to complain. You know I can't say anything negative about that, other than to say it does get kind of old to some of the listeners, you know, like constantly harping on marijuana, and I'm I'm all for marijuana being legalized. I don't, I don't think we've constantly problem. harped on it. I mean, we had Jody Emery on yeah. the show recently. The biggest problem we have on Saturday nights is talking about immigration. All we do is uh, say that free people should be able to to uh, freely co- cross borders of free countries, and wham! Now you've done it, Mark. Right, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, now you've done it, and and I agree with you on that subject as well. But I imagine you agree um, with us on all subjects, well, <laughs> most subjects. Well, you, you know, Gene, much. I, I appreciate the, the critique, uh, but there was never any sort of uh, decision to do anything differently. I still feel like I've been running the show uh, the same way I've always ran it, which is to open the phones up and let anybody call in about absolutely anything. That hasn't changed. Uh, and we still really don't have guests on very often. Uh, I can think we had but Alex Jones, uh, we had, which he was in high demand for many years, so we finally got him, so we put him on. Uh, we've had Jody Emery on recently. Her husband's in jail, and she's facing a real situation, and we, I want people to be able to help her out, and we followed up with Miss Ann. Beyond those three, I don't really remember uh, too many okay, other guests. Quick, quick change of topic, then, in, a, in about 30 seconds here. I saw the movie Karate Kid. Did you see it? No. The remake okay. version? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, well, I wanted to say that, of course, I saw it with my Chinese wife, and I wanted to make a correction for all those people that see the movie. When he's in the ring getting ready to fight, and the the dojo master from the other side tells the guy who's fighting the karate kid, uh, go in the ring, the the, uh, subtitle says, I want you to go in the ring and break him. That's not actually what he says. He says, I want you to go in and injure him. So... It's kind of interesting because it does make a big difference in in the way it's portrayed, and I'm surprised that they made that big of an error uh, on their subtitles. But anyway. Hey, by the way, one other thing, Gene, about your critique was you critiqued us for uh, taking what you claim are fewer callers uh, in an hour. You said six 
Uh, yeah, per, is that is that true, Ian? I don't know. Hour. No, I don't. I don't. I know remember you, we used, we took forty calls one night. I remember back when we were on um, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, way back in the day. I mean, so it just all depends on how uh, interesting each caller is. So I mean, if we had if we wanted to stick to some sort of absurd rule, like they try to tell you in talk radio, in talk radio, they give you this rule that says that if it's too long, two minutes, it's too long. And uh, and I disagree entirely with uh, arbitrary rules like that. I understand why they do that. They the idea is that if you don't move through the calls quickly enough, no one else will call in because they don't believe they'll be able to get on in a in a decent amount of time. And uh, you know that makes sense. There's there's uh, there's there's logic, I suppose, behind it. But the reason I keep some callers on longer than others uh, is because there's a conversation going on, and I want to continue that conversation. And you know there's uh, there's further that there's more that I want to dig into. So basically had we done what you were suggesting and kept our call short, you would have been gone a long time ago. Well, like that idiot that called in about uh, making fun of the mark uh, of the guy locked up for marijuana. You could have dumped him like ten minutes earlier because he was just boring and. and well, everybody's got their and... own opinions. Thanks for the call, <laughs> yeah. Gene. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He was certainly obnoxious, uh, but I wanted to see if we could in in any way chink through his uh, cognitive dissonance, and we did. It is amazing to see people. Um, I, I love cognitive cognitive dissonance. I love the to to the idea that somebody holds a position that is illogical and when confronted with logic how do they run with, away with facts and logic how do what do they do and i'm not saying that it's, you know every time we're the best at, at doing this but i you know at times we get some you know we get some real uh, award-winning stuff going on and i i just don't and a lot of that we would never find if we just spent two minutes with somebody and, and then you know threw them away like a, a tissue paper Sometimes you two can't minutes get through long. to someone in two minutes. Well, it's not the point of it's not really the point of getting through to him. Although I would have liked to. I mean, that'd be nice. But that's powerful stuff but, when but it happens. Right, right. But it's also the point of of uh, showing that person to the rest of the audience. Sure. To, to put them on display as to because it should be relatively clear to somebody who's listening to to uh, somebody experiencing that kind of level of cognitive dissonance uh, that. Something's very amiss. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And then again, some calls shouldn't last two minutes because they're just that bad. (laughs) You just never know. 1-800-259-9231, but I'll never apply that arbitrary standard to uh, this program. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. So if you have missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. And if you click into the podcast, you can go back all the way to the beginning of 2009, all completely free for you at freetalklive.com. So how soon uh, how soon do you want to start teaching that child that's 
special to you about the ideas of liberty. I figured I couldn't start soon enough with my son Jack, so I got him an island called Liberty. It's a picture book for children, and he reads it all the time. He loves the book. He drags it around. It's getting bedraggled because of it. It's uh, it's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. It's probably aimed at kids somewhere, say, between four and seven. Go to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of uh, Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL. It's an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to CC listening. Ladies first, by the way. CC listening to KMED in Medford, Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, CC. Hi, can you hear me? You bet. What's on your mind tonight? Sounds like you're in a hallway. Um, I just wanted to comment about um, the all bathroom. these uh, previous callers By talking about um, freedom and making arguments about slavery versus uh, taking marijuana or whatever. Uh, I know an awful lot about freedom and the fight for it and and how devastating it can be to families. My husband was born in Auschwitz. And in case you don't know what Auschwitz is, it's a Nazi concentration camp. That's right. One of the worst that the Nazis ever had. Yeah, the famous one. Yeah, well, it was one of them. And uh, he was born there, and uh, he was six years old by the time the camps were liberated. Jeez, wow. And he remembers every single solitary thing that happened to him. Jeez. From even when he was six years old, he remembered back to, who knows, probably around three years old or so, he started remembering things. And he's gone now, but uh, he had nightmares about that till the day he died. But when the camps were liberated, he was taken to uh, uh, an orphanage in England, and his, his uh, a couple came from Scotland and adopted him, took him home with him and, and raised him and educated him and everything else. And uh, his, uh, his uh, adopted parents, uh, when he was old enough to, to be able to make an intelligent decision, his adoptive parents gave him the choice of keeping their name which they gave him when they adopted him, or mm-hmm. going to his original name. And out of love and respect for his parents, he kept the name they had. Okay. But he, um, he grew up to uh, fly in the uh, Israeli Air Force, and uh, both the Israeli Air Force and the Royal Air Force, and then he came to the United States on a TDY program and flew with the Navy. Uh, with the U.S. Navy, and I happen to be an aerospace engineer, aeronautical and astronautical engineer, and uh, I met him, and I have 25 years in the Air Force myself. Okay. And uh, that included uh, training pilots to fly combat in Vietnam so, and the whole nine yards. May I everything. ask if this, if you're going somewhere with uh, this Yeah, the fight for freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think there's a big difference in... Uh, Comparing the slavery issue, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, the people that helped the slaves in the Underground Railroad, they were doing a humanitarian thing. And even though it was against the law, I think that it was perfectly 
uh, it was very commendable of them to risk their lives and their families to do that. Are you saying that it is not humanitarian for Mark Emery to and others to be activists in order to eliminate drug prohibition? Yeah, I think that the, I think that I, I don't believe in anything to do with drugs myself. I, I think that what they're doing to him in prison is horrendous. I think it's very, okay. very, very inappropriate what they're doing in, to him in prison. Very much overkill. I don't think it, any of that should be done at all. Okay, great. Uh, but uh, he did commit uh, some kind of a crime. Uh, you know. Well, no, the, it's the not a real laws. crime. Let me point something out here. This deserves to be uh, mentioned. Uh, what Mark Emery did was not a crime. It was a malum prohibitum. It was something that some politicians decided would be made illegal. That's not a real crime. A crime, in my opinion, is something that actually has a victim. And Mark Emery never victimized anyone. There's certainly people that disagree with you. Uh, no, he 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 didn't he didn't sell drugs to somebody. He didn't sell drugs to the little kids or anything like that. That that's true. He didn't didn't do that. But uh, uh, but the drug culture, you know, um, I wouldn't want uh, marijuana to be uh, legalized because you know I've seen too much of what that does. How to many people kids. are you willing to put in prison to uh, to be right? Pardon me. How many people are you willing to put in prison, and families you're willing are you willing to destroy in order to have your way? I'm not willing to put anybody in prison. But that's what's happening, can, ma'am. You said, Cece, you said that you don't so, you don't think marijuana over. should be legalized. If marijuana isn't legalized, what you're doing is supporting the imp- the imprisoning of hundreds of thousands of Americans every single year. Why would you well, support you that? Well, you can't. You can't just, you know, if you if you legalize a, ma- a marijuana, that's just going to lead to more. Well, they legalize marijuana, so they should legalize. Uh, well, that's the sensible uh, thing to do is to end all prohibition. Yes, I well, think that all drugs should be fully uh, decriminalized, and it should be absolutely legal for people to use cocaine and other drugs. Because then you've got another several hundred thousand people every year that are arrested for those other drugs. But legalizing alcohol did not lead to legalizing marijuana or cocaine or anything else so no it didn't uh but and alcohol is bad to have people get hooked on alcohol is it, it is bad but it would be worse if those people were hooked on alcohol and then, and then put then in a jail, jail cell and, I had to pay and for separated it. from their family cc thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight i appreciate it 800-259-9231 see you can still disagree with the use of marijuana but support its decriminalization. Sure. I think that people should have the right to, uh, you know, to, to treat themselves with heroin if that's what they want to do. But I generally think the use of heroin is a bad idea and it's going to result in bad things in your life. Jack is on the line in uh, Bethany, Delaware, listening to WGMD FM. Hello, Jack. Jack. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your How mind you tonight? Go ahead. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I believe that. Uh Marijuana will be legalized. I agree. You will get what you what you're desiring. Mar- marijuana is uh, illegal, and, yeah, and how, cigarettes however, will be, be a terrible mistake. Why is that? Why is that? Because it, it brings about depression in men and women. Marijuana brings about depression. Now, is this personal yes, experience? Absolutely. Are you speaking absolutely. from personal? You lose your ambition. Uh, huh. I'm speaking from personal experience, not just of myself who was a marijuana smoker from age right. 13 to 27. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll probably be having my some... friends who, who have used marijuana. I have a brother who's 50 years old, 54 years old, actually, Isn't living it in possible his mother's that TV you... room, smokes pot every day. Tell and, you what, tell you what, hang on a moment. I'll bring you back you here. Haven't... Hang on, we'll bring you back, because I want to talk about this. I mean, no, this is a common accusation. Well, you pot smokers are just a bunch of losers. It's going to be a nation of, of uh, lazy Fat. Right, you lose your ambition Idiots. when you smoke marijuana. Is it true? 
Well, I'll probably smoke some later on tonight, and I've been fairly successful. Uh, More coming up here, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week, whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features and we give them to you. And if you want to help support the show, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the program, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, expose new people, to the ideas of freedom, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get behind the program. You'll get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, as well as the AMP-only uh, AMP podcast. Go and get all the details, get signed up, PayPal, major credit cards, etc. amp.freetalklive.com. When it comes to personal protection, what do top police, military, and civilian self-defense instructors get for themselves, for their families, and recommend for you? It's the Tiger Light. It's a non-lethal defense system. Um, it is a integrated, uh, very super bright flashlight and pepper spray all in one. You can. It has the. It's been tested by military and, and police professionals to have the stopping power of a handgun at short range, and you can have it. You know, it's not nearly as dangerous or scary to carry around for people, and you can carry it in a lot more places than you you could a handgun. It's the Tiger Light. Go to tiger.freetalklive.com. That's tiger.freetalklive.com. I've got one of them and i swear by it now we've been talking about prohibition and jack uh called in here uh, tonight from listening to wgmd fm in delaware jack are you still with us i'm with you yeah how now, you doing guys now jack you're good good your claim was that uh that you you don't think that marijuana should be decriminalized or legalized because you believe that in your personal experience you you know people who have been demotivated by in your opinion the use of marijuana oh you almost got it right uh must be the marijuana you're smoking but, uh, <laughs> Here's the here's the reality of it. You will get uh, people. You you will get that law reversed. Yes, marijuana is going to pro- probably be legalized. It's, uh, it's going to be legalized in my lifetime, yeah, very soon. Here, but I think sure. tobacco is going to be illegal. And what you're going to find out. Here's my point. What you're going to find out is that there will be a lot of people who become depressed from the use of marijuana. Do you believe that? I'm I'm speaking from personal experience. Well, okay, but point of clarification here. Do you believe that there will be a a whole bunch of people who will start smoking pot because it's legalized? No, that's that's immaterial. Well, hold on a second. If what? Right, they're smoking pot now. Right. Okay. So how many more people are going to smoke marijuana because it's legal? Is what I'm saying. Sixty percent of Americans below the age of fifty-five have have smoked marijuana. It It being illegal hasn't stopped them. Now you have what's called uh, the free market economy uh, here in America, where uh, people will begin to advertise marijuana and uh, begin to promote the use of marijuana because they will be the ones selling it. Marijuana doesn't need which, advertise, which uh, advertising and promotion. Which brings back to you. As it is right now, you believing it's a victimless crime, maybe if you're growing it yourself, but 
boys, uh, there's a lot of people dying bringing that stuff across the border here. That's because that's, of prohibition. Of that's, they're victims of the government. Blood. Okay, they're they're victims of the it. government there. If you're Okay, well then you know that's that's neither here nor there. Jack, the reason now, why people well, you used it as a point is now, and I agree with you. If you if, well, if it isn't. It isn't neither. Hold on, Jack. It isn't neither here nor there. The, the reason why people are dying up. across the border is because However, it's prohibited. Can you hear me, Jack? Uh, okay, you just made my point. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's no. Right. I didn't if, make your if point. If it becomes legal, then you'll have less bloodshed over the. Okay, the, true. The Thank God. Now, don't you said that the now, marketplace would suffer because people were going to be lazy, and I'd like to point I said. out. I said, I said the marketplace is going to promote the use of marijuana. You said, but you said in the previous it. segment, you did say that people were going to be um, lazy because it makes people lazy. You've got a uh, brother who's fifty-four years old who uh, smokes every day, um, and you know he's he hasn't made as enough of himself or whatever. And I'd like to point out. Wait, 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 wait. Of, I've got a point of, I'm uh, trying to make here. Um, we, anecdotal evidence where people who have, who, when they were my age, when I, the, the guys I was hanging out with, we were smoking joints day and night. We were rolling them up all the time. Okay. And it was overuse of marijuana. Now, maybe you guys have it, you know, you're the, the politically correct uh, version of this argument where you, you're able to control it just at night. I don't smoke and marijuana. And you live a life that, that's not out of control with it. I'd but like to make a my point. my experience in my neighborhood, we were, we were smoking blunts day and night. Damn, how'd so you ever get away no from ambition. it? You know, our dicks were in the dirt. And uh, we had uh, we had so many problems Guy's with depression. <laughs> started getting, you know... I, okay. Let well, me, take your please, word for it. Please let me make a point on it making people lazy and taking productivity out of the marketplace. Well, you know that's true. Come on. No, no. I, no. I, it it may very well make some night? people lazy. Let me finish and make the point, man. <laughs> um... It, it may make some people lazy and take productivity out of the marketplace, but how much more productivity will be in the marketplace if, A, I don't have to spend billions of dollars a year to incar- incarcerate these people because that's taking productivity out of the marketplace. Well, and these people fallacy. aren't people slaughtered on the border. Um, you know, right. And on, these like people will be alive. I'm not done, for God's you know, sake. You get a slap on the wrist and a fine and you go on your way and people don't fire you because you It's billions fine. of dollars, dude. That's facetious. Billions. And yes, people do get um, people do not get jobs based on the fact oh, that they have you, go, go, convictions. You, you haven't been to Portland. Oh my gosh, they, they're growing it in the streets. Uh, fine. And, and, and uh, is, is, the, the, is the world falling apart? Is everyone in is, Portland depressed? Is the economy uh, being destroyed by the fact that nobody's going to work? I mean, could, in my experience, yeah. see, you've got your experience, and <laughs> I've got my experience. more depression there than any other city. Well, it is raining It might a lot. be the weather. Yeah, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate <laughs> oh, hearing from you. Uh, look, in my experience, uh, the people that I know that have been pot smokers have been productive members of society. They get up. They go to work. Some of them smoke while they're at work. Some of them smoke after work. Whatever it is their thing is, some people can, can do it. They can smoke at work, and it's fine. Uh, some people say they work better when they're high. People like artists. Uh, there was one guy that was like a machine uh, machinist or something like that. I don't remember exactly what his uh, his gig was, but some people will say they work better when they're stoned. I've so, heard people say it. It's yeah. anecdotal. So well, all of this is anecdotal, right? So he, well, there's his anecdote. Billions of dollars a year, not anecdotal. Okay, yeah. it costs. America spends billions of dollars a year on the war on marijuana, and that's money that I shouldn't have to pay if I don't agree with it supposed to be government by the consent and i do not consent to that crap you know when i when i was 17 i was still under the uh, kind of the belief system that the government had in, inculcated in me about pot and one of the myths is this idea that well it makes you lazy and that uh, you know only losers smoke pot that kind of thing and then i met my mentor in the business uh, bob garrett who uh, when he went out after he was done with his air shift at the radio station and went out back and smoked a joint and then went back in to go to work in the production room uh, that was something that 
was really shocking to me because, well, I'd always heard that marijuana users were losers and that it uh, was a demotivator and that sort of thing. But for for him, it it made him uh, feel more creative when he was in the production room, when he was putting together commercials and and promos and and things like that. And and that was a real important moment for me to see that hmm, not everybody who smokes pot is a total loser. In fact, many of them are very successful. I've known people in the medical field. I've known lawyers. I've known business people uh, that uh, that are very successful and are also regular consumers of cannabis. So it just depends. If you're a loser and you start smoking pot, odds are good it's not going to motivate you to become a winner. But if you're a winner and, and uh, you start smoking pot, odds are good you're not going to be demotivated and turned into a loser. Just all depends on who you are. Right. I mean, <laughs> if... Compare pot to alcohol. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe pot's got some, it's got some side effects and things like that, but come on. Look at alcohol. It's the most dangerous substance that we have out there. I mean, ask a cop. Has he ever had to wrestle a pot smoker to the ground? Let's go to the phones and talk to Dave in Drunks, Montana. you do it all the time. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Dave? Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> the reason why it seems like everybody talks about pot on your station is because you're the only station that allows people to talk about it. As soon mm-hmm. as you mention pot on any other station, they hang up on you and then put you down and make fun of you and everything. Right, because and you that- wouldn't want those, those people wouldn't want uh, the illusion to be shattered, this illusion that uh, marijuana users are all a bunch of losers. I mean, Right, and then this, the one lady acts a humanity. What, what what what's the the humanity in rock, locking up somebody in a a jail cell for the most valuable plant on the planet will feed you clothe you house you it produces the most nutritious food known to mankind that's why it's against the law i got busted on memorial day right for smoking a joint i got bailed i called a friend got bailed out went to go see the the judge you know and I wrote a speech, so I, I asked the judge, could I uh, address the court? He said, sure. I started reading my speech. I got about halfway through. He said, Dave, how many more pages you got? I said, about seven or eight. And uh, he goes, Dave, I think everybody knows how you feel about pot. How about $100? I said, that's great. Have a good day. What a deal. <laughs> Dave, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Of course, I wouldn't have paid it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, though I probably shouldn't give you that number because the lines are loaded up. So, as we go to the phone, so hopefully encourage you to keep your comments a little on the short side since this is the final segment, but it is still tonight, Ian, with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there. They're all completely free. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Ladies first, Brooke, listening to WRNN in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Hello, Brooke. Uh, yes, hi. Um, I just want to make a couple short comments sure. about um, what you're discussing. I just tuned in a few minutes ago um, and talking about the legalization of drugs, and you went on to make the point where you think, if I understood correctly, that you think all drugs should be legalized. Oh, of course. And Re-legalized, because the they, were, they were legal at one point. Right. It's the only humane thing to do. Well, a couple points I have is, let's take a look at all the people that are killed every year 
from drunk drivers, okay? A lot of them. Do you want to add to that that there's pot smokers, people high on coke? And I know what you said before that just because you make it legal doesn't mean there's going to be that many more people trying it. And I guarantee you if it is legal, you are going to have a larger population that are going to be willing to try it then they're going to get hooked on it. Well, and unfortunately, then- the statistics don't bear you out. If you look at places like Amsterdam or the, the Netherlands. Spain. Uh, yeah, well, not, not Spain, no, Portugal, I think you mean. Oh, uh, Portugal, but, uh, if, you, if you look at other places that have done uh, some level of dr- drug decriminalization. Usage what, among teenagers de- decreases. De- de- teenagers, all, all usage decreases in general. Uh, what, what they see happen is there's a slight spike in the beginning where there's, oh, okay, I can use it now. And so there's a few people that spike up in the very beginning of uh, decrim or legalization, and then later on it actually goes down, the usage levels go down below the levels where they were at during prohibition. So the numbers just just don't bear you out. And uh, even if what you were saying was true, it's still not justification for locking pe- people up in uh, cages that haven't harmed anyone. Well, I, I do agree with locking those people up if they're going to be out there trying to deal drugs to my children and to the to people that I know. Well, I want them in jail. The beer, I don't want them out on the streets using drugs are the and beer companies and all of that. And furthermore, where do you stop? Look at the alcohol age. It's supposed to be 21. You see teenagers every day getting killed by driving drunk. Where are you going to go on the drugs? At first, going to start at twenty-one. Well, well you've alcohol, got the, the drinking age needs to be reduced. There. The drinking age needs to be eliminated, in my opinion, because the reason why you've got teenagers doing uh, doing things that are dangerous on alcohol is because they haven't been taught how to drink. They learn how to drink from their friends because most parents uh, don't teach their kids how to drink because they're probably well, afraid of getting charged with some sort of contributing. They don't need teach them how to drink. Kids that grow up watching their parents drink, then they end up just dying of cirrhosis at 30. So I think it's crazy. And, uh, you know, I No, what's crazy is locking peaceful opinion, people up in cages. That's what's crazy. It's not cages. It's people that are there that deserve to be there. They're out dealing drugs to our kids. No, ma'am. There are a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of the people in the jail cells are not drug dealers. They were busted for possession. In fact, over 80 percent of the 800,000 plus people that were arrested last year for marijuana possession or for marijuana were just possession arrests alone. And the rest of the dealers aren't necessarily selling to your kids. I've known plenty of dealers who wouldn't sell to kids. So I'm sorry. You're just wrong. Well, maybe that those people putting them in jail, maybe they will turn their life around at that point. Maybe or maybe going to jail need. will uh, put them in in touch with a bunch of other criminals, and they'll right. learn. I was in stuff. prison for nine years. I learned how to hotwire a car in auto mechanics class. Well, that's sad. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's because that's the solution stinks. We've tried it for and decades, more, and it isn't more, working. Just... When oh, when when are people going to stop doing drugs? I mean, obviously, we're doing the right thing with the war on drugs, uh, according to you. When are they going to win the war on drugs? Well, when all the morals in this country... You can't legislate morality. (laughs) You can't pass laws and make it moral. On your other point of saying that, you know, the government spends money on putting all these people in jail and you shouldn't your money shouldn't have to go towards something you don't agree with mm-hmm. well that could be i agree with that that could be a whole other program though great well that's <laughs> I mean, we talk about that stuff all the time that we don't agree with well we, I mean, we that talk could be a, yeah we talk about that stuff all the time i don't want to give right. them any of my money and i don't want them to do anything with it that they I haven't done the government's an inefficient organization that has a monopoly on steal. everything that they do hey thanks uh yeah. brooke we appreciate the call uh, okay, and i although you. i just certainly i disagree that uh that in that's Altering one's state of consciousness and it is in some way immoral. I'm not sure where that information came from. I mean, if you believe it in... It probably wasn't from a coffee drinker. If you believe in God, for instance, if you believe in the Christian God, then you would have to believe that marijuana was Jesus created by God. Jesus turned water into wine. Jesus
Jesus turned water into wine. God's, he could have turned wheat into marijuana if they, he wanted they, to. They pointed out there. I think there are passages in your the, the Christian Bible that says essentially that uh, you know all the plants were put here for your consumption, for your your use. And would uh, is it also immoral when the deer walks by the marijuana plant in the forest and uh, eats some of the marijuana flowers? They do. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's continue with your calls. James, listening in Charleston to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, James. James? Hello? You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, I was wanting to uh, get your opinion on something. Yes, sir. The uh, Gulf oil spill, how do you think that is going to actually affect the uh, possibility for alternative energy sources? Do you think it's going to be beneficial to help push it to get more uh I think as long as the government is subsidizing uh, the oil industry as they currently are. Right, uh, and, and stopping the drilling on a, a moratorium of only 1% of the wells in uh, in the Gulf and then having people believe that all the drilling has stopped. I think the government tries to play uh, two sides of this. They, on yeah. one side, subsidize the oil companies quietly, and on the other side, they talk about alternatives to uh, to oil, but they're really subsidizing the oil companies. Right, and you're never going to find out what real right. alternative, the, the best alternative energy source is when the government is playing favorites and picking uh, winners and making kings. Um, it's the same with the oh, ethanol. Exactly. It was a terrible, uh, it's a terrible idea. Um, it, it actually emits more greenhouse gases, uh, corn does. So, um, you know, the government... It's it's an incompetent bureaucracy, and anything they get involved with is going to be messed up. Oh yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, the uh, thing I'm looking at is with the uh, with the oil. I mean, driving around, I'm seeing more and more billboards, everything, um, going against uh, the how should I say oil sheiks and everything, and saying that we need the oil, we need the oil, and everything. Eventually. It's going to have to come to a realization that it's got to stop. I mean, what has to stop? Oil, you mean? Um, yes, basically. It's a problem that I mean, um, will take care of itself at some point, right? Like all the oil will be gone. Supposedly. Some people believe that it's generated, that the, that the oil comes out of the earth, basically. <laughs> so I, think, I don't know. I it, think it, peak oil is, is probably the, uh, the, the, um, the consensus. I'm no expert. I'm not going out on a limb, uh, but I can tell you that I don't think the oil spill itself is going to be I know the, the marketplace effect. will fix this problem if the government can get out of the way and let the marketplace fix the I've problem. Heard nothing about, uh, I've heard nothing but uh, how this government is like being very bureaucratic and getting in the way, like the Coast Guard uh, interfering with the cleanup operation, and the government's making it even more difficult for them to get in there and and clean things up. But overall, I don't think this is really going to have much of an effect on uh, the energy situation. Not that I know anything. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I'm just a talk show host. Let's talk to Tom in Tallahassee listening to WFLA-FM. Hello, Tom. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? You guys just want to let everything rip. I love it. Let it all rip, you know. Let it all seek its true level, huh? Right Um, on, brother. I don't know what you're talking about. I agree. I agree. Hey, listen, I got an observation. It's kind of interesting (laughs) because I always get these kind of tricky, tricky perspectives on life because, you know, um, reality is funny sometimes. But we got a tea party growing with all these people who think they're going to save us from the bad government. And that's the British um, rebellion to the British Boston Tea Party dumping their tea. And we know our history, you know. And it's uh, no taxation without representation. On the other hand, we have the British invading our shores right now, okay? They're taxing our ecosystem, and they're dumping so- something worse than tea in there. You're talking about British Petroleum, the, the oil Yeah, and, and, and I'm wondering, weren't there American oil companies that could have bought out Amoco or whoever? They, I mean, that's sort of like a reversed outsourcing to me, you know? 
Well, I don't know that I care what country the uh, the organization comes yeah, from. I, I mean, that's I just want that's, the best price. Yeah, not nationalism to me, but um, I I think that they're I think that British Petroleum has a, a history of being a pretty uh, you know bad driller. They're they're, yeah. they're not a, they're not a good actor. But I really don't care right. th- what country they come from. Tom, we got to move. Thanks for the call. Let's talk quickly to Carl listening to the TJ Network in Dyer, Tennessee. Carl, you're on Free Talk Live. Carl, you're on the air. Yeah. Carl, now go. Hello? Go, go. Hello. Go, dude. Hello, how you doing? You're on. Go now. Okay. Um, how you doing? We don't have time for it. You better get your points out. No, all right. Um, I was talking about the uh, the oil spill. Later you me. are. Okay. And um, I was wondering why the all, all of the oil companies are not working together to stop this. They're the experts. They are supposed to know what they're doing. Have you they ever tried? Uh, have you group. ever tried a partnership before? They kind of suck because then you have well, to come to agreements and consensus. And if there's disagreements, it's very difficult to work that stuff out. And plus, you know, they, then they then they're taking risks, and uh, I don't. It doesn't seem like it would work but, out too I well. I mean, we've got major problem here. We've yeah. got something going on with the earth that's violating the earth. Well, a big way every day. I agree with you. And if the government would step the heck out of the way, then maybe they can get a well, little bit I more mean, done. Or right? either they step out of the way or they say the moratorium is not going to be lifted until this is stopped. And I think the oil companies need Carl, to show we're out of time. I'm going to have to stop you. But I thank you for the call. We'll see you tomorrow night for the live Sunday edition, internet only at freetalklive.com. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. 